Welcome to the Beyond Belief podcast. We're glad you decided to listen to us today. We have designed this podcast to have a practical conversation about Christianity. Our goal is to make this show relatable, realistic, and relative. We will bring you the gospel of Jesus Christ so you can apply it practically to your life. We hope you enjoy the show. Hey, welcome to the Beyond Belief podcast. This is your host, Bill. I'm joined with Alan, buddy. What's up? Hey, man. Oh, how's everything? Oh, it's shaky. What's crack a lacking? <laughs> That's what you say all the time. What's crack a lacking? Yep. Oh, man. Well, we haven't, uh, we've had some episodes out there and we haven't really gotten together. Uh, and now we're back together. But this is probably, if not our last episode together, one of our last ones. Yes. Yeah. Probably, uh, I don't know. I hate to say the last one because we weren't even going to do anything in May. And that's when we're actually recording this. <laughs> well, and then we've recorded in May. We times. weren't going to start anything until March. And right. we started in February. So, right. yeah. So I don't know. It, yeah. It's whatever, man. It, it's all good. It's all good. Absolutely. Uh, well, I really, I wanted to do this episode because like you said, it will be, if not our last, it will be close to the last. Yeah. Yeah. So sure. I wanted to, I wanted you to share your testimony as far as why it will be our last yeah. and the things that have transpired in your life from the situation. Yeah. I think I went through some of it. Uh, and I'm, we, we, we talked about how we were going to, how we were going to do this, like the format, you know, question answer. And I think just like we normally do just a conversation really yeah. uh, is the best way. And then, uh, I mean, I've talked about my story a little bit, but by the time this episode airs, uh, I shouldn't, I should not be here. And a lot of people, man, you know, I got this, I wasn't going to bring this up, but I'm going to bring it up because now that I know he's listening uh, and I can see every time that he listens, you know, my neighbor, the yeah. guy next door. Yeah. Uh, he thinks this is a tragedy. He sees it as, you know, oh, you're going to you're going to prison. Right. And he sees it as a tragedy uh, or, you know, like some slight or dig into me. You know, I mean, I'm not looking forward to it, but it's definitely not going to, you know, God's in control of that. Absolutely. And, yeah. You know, and I have to feel and I do believe that God will use me uh, as long as I allow him to use me in that situation. And, you know, so <clears throat> now that I know he's listening, I know you're listening and you may or may not listen to this episode. Uh, you you should definitely reconsider where your life is at and then I'll kick my stuff off. I mean, I think I think it's important for people. I just I just want to say this, man. I do get caught up sometimes in letting people push my buttons because I'm still I still have a lot of the old me left in me. Right. Uh, and we'll talk about that as I go through my testimony. I'm not perfect and I don't claim to be. And I don't claim that any Christian is perfect. Right. I don't ever claim that we, we are all far from that. Uh, and that's why we're in need of a savior. Otherwise, we wouldn't need anything. And that's where our dependence from God on God comes yeah, from. That's right. That's right. Our imperfections. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of misconceptions that when you're a Christian, A, you become perfect. B, you should, you should embrace everything with love and forgiveness, right? There's this misconception that, that as soon as you turn your life to Christ, everything changes for you. Right. Uh, and it, and for some people, a lot of things do change for some a lot of things don't. Uh, and for others, it's, it's a gradual, um, 
a gradual walk that in, in, it, that increases. What and what I'm getting at is, uh, we we have to be truthful, right? We we don't we shouldn't be we shouldn't be evil. We shouldn't have ill intentions. Uh, and sometimes I let that get away from me. Uh, not not the ill intentions part, but it is very hard for me uh, to not have the old me come out sometimes right. yeah. because that's just it's seated inside of me. It's 50 something years of right of being in me. Um, and I don't listen, I don't go around picking fights, but I don't back down from somebody that's trying to intimidate me either. And there's, you know, the, the parable always, always, uh, I think about it all the time on this neighbor, this guy, this clown that, that, you know, wants to be a bully. He, you know, I think about when, when Jesus says, give them the other cheek. Right. And then, you know, but he doesn't say, and then go back to the other cheek and then go back to the other cheek and then right. go back. It does. It's, it's, you know, you give them one and then you turn your cheek again but then it doesn't say anything about how many times you have to give him your cheek. Right. You know, even, even, uh, even Jesus made, made a whip yeah, and chased out the money changers. Right. Right. Because they were, they were using his temple, uh, to do, to do bad things, to Absolutely. do things that they weren't supposed to be doing yeah. in there. Actually, I, I have a huge problem <clears throat> personally with that as well. I, I still have trouble turning the other cheek. Yeah. Yeah, I know you do. There's <laughs> yeah. nothing to laugh at. I mean, it it's whatever. Listen, if that's my worst vice right now, I'll take it. If me standing up for my family and and looking some dude in the eye and letting right. him know that he's not shaking me, right. then if that's my only hang up, I'm not drinking anymore. Right. I'm not uh I'm not committing adultery. I'm not out uh treating people poorly. You know what I mean? Like if that's the worst thing I'm doing, I'll come inside and lay my head down every night. Right. And I Absolutely. sleep good. Yeah. So anyways, I wanted to get that off my chest because I, I found out he's listening and he, he told me he was listening. He also told me to have a, a good time in prison. And, uh, I think he thinks that that his be his bully behavior, you know, at a, he's a grown man. He's 50 something. He's right. gotta be 56 maybe. Yeah. And he thinks he's, you know, going to sit there and bully and videotape us at, at our house. And yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so let me get into this testimony. And, uh, you know, the thing is, uh, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go all the way back. Uh, I'm going to talk about where I'm headed because we've already talked about our testimonies, like where we came from and why we're here and all that. I don't want to, I'm not going to go back to, no, I don't think you, <clears throat> I don't think you should. I don't think you, it's necessary, but it is. I think the important thing is to, to realize the situation that got you into yeah. going to prison yeah. was the catalyst for changing your direction. And I say, I say this not because it's my situation. I say this for any situation. Now that I've turned my life to Christ, it's not important what we did that brings us to Christ. It's what we do with what brought us here. Absolutely. Because, and that's a great point because there are a lot of people that look at your situation and they look down on you or the things that have happened. Yeah. But, you know, that's only because they know my son. God <laughs> removes our our transgressions 
as far as from the east is from the west. That's right. And he doesn't hold anything against us when we come to him. So why should anyone else, especially a Christian, why would they hold anything against you? Yeah, I don't, right. Like, you know, and I haven't, I have, I mean, I've given it great thought because I've had, because I've had to, it's still something that's in front of me. It's right. not, you know, it's not in my past. Yeah. What happened is in my past, what I'm dealing with as a result of it is still in my future. Uh, so obviously it's still in front. So three and a half years ago, uh, I was arrested. Uh, I was allowed to quit my job. Um, and you know, I'll just tell you, it's, it's, well, I don't know how much detail I want to go into with that anyway. So, uh, that night in jail, um, you know, I sat there actually it was a mid morning afternoon by the time they, they booked me in, uh, cause I was teaching a class and they came and got me in the morning. But anyways, I, I sat there <clears throat> in, uh, that evening, you know, I, I, I knew, but I wasn't, I don't know why it didn't overcome me sooner. Like I knew like what was going on. I wasn't like, I wasn't like, Oh, I've been, you know, wrongly accused or, Oh, I'm, you know, uh, I don't know what's happening here. I wasn't like that. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I wasn't like, but I was, there was a lot of things in my mind. Like, you know, wow. It, none of it superseded me feeling like, man, I just really screwed up. Like I just screwed everything up in my life. Right. Like that's how I felt at that moment. But there was a point while I was sitting there that I was thinking about, like there was this, uh, this guy at work that made, you know, comments that I wanted to hurt myself and stuff. And I was like, you know, and I, I don't know why he did it. He was motivated to get, uh, cause I had a lot of firearms in the house. He's motivated to get a lot of stuff out of my house and just be, just kind of be a fool. He was just not, he just wasn't. I had no intention of hurting myself, uh, you know, and it causes an unnecessary attention while you're in jail. Right. So, you know, I'm sitting there anyways, uh, for some reason in, in that afternoon, you know, I had talked to my wife on the phone through the jail. Uh, you know, obviously she was upset. This was, this all caught her off guard. Uh, you know, and honestly it caught me off guard. Um, so I'm sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, like I'm thinking about all the stuff that, that I'm thinking about, like all the changes in my life that as a result of this have now been, you know, have, it was a catalyst. It's yeah. starting. Yeah. So to me, I thought, man, I got, I got nowhere to go. Right. That was my, my thought. And I, and I told you this early on while I was sitting there uh, in jail, I was like, man, I don't want to go to hell. Yeah. Like, I don't want to, you know, I don't, I don't know anything about hell other than what was told to me, you know, when I grew up and what was in the Bible. It's just, I don't want to go there. Right. I know it's a place of, of, of never ending torment. Right. right. And for your soul. And I know for me personally, whether I believe in it or not at that moment while I was sitting in jail, that was my thought. I don't want to go to hell. Right. And my other thought was I'm at a point where. I caused all this. I did all of this in my life. Like my entire life got me to this point today. How you can't sit there and go, how'd I get here? <laughs> you got yourself here, dummy. Like, <laughs> right. Like, what do you mean? How did I get here? I knew how I got here. The, the, the point was now, where do I go? Because there was, I couldn't, everything I did got me to that point. 
Like everything in my life, whether, you know, I can't, I can't go back and say, oh, my dad was an alcoholic. So I drank, I saw my dad commit adultery. So I committed adultery. I can't blame that on him. I was 49 years old when I got arrested. Right. I wasn't 12. Like, like I'm a grown man. And, and at that point I was like, I got myself to this point. I have to remove myself from the equation. But so, so that's where it started. And, you know, I didn't come, I didn't, (laughs) you know, my wife, when we talked on the phone, she's like, I'm going to, I'm going to get you out. Right. She's like, I don't know why she she said, I don't know why, but I'm going to get you out. I'm working on getting you out. So, and there was a lot of things that happened. First appearance, you got to go before the judge. It was all videoed. Uh, There's some you know, some people at the jail that weren't too fond of me being there and, you know, they just acted like fools. But, uh, anyways, so it wasn't like I sat there and as soon as they opened the door for me to go to first appearance or I saw an attorney, cause I saw my attorney, he came that night to the jail and I was like, I don't even know who this guy is. Right. And who sent him, you know, he was, he said, my brother called him and all this. And I was like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. I'm not talking to nobody. Right. Uh, and that was before I got on my knees for Christ. Like I just, it, it just, anyway. So it's not like the next day I came out and I was like, Hey, I, I turned my life to Christ. It wasn't like I was blasting that. Right. I was still like, man, my, I mean, it, it just didn't work out like that. I think people think that you said everybody, everybody in j- jails found the Lord <laughs> right. and they're innocent. Yeah. Like, and it's, and I don't mean to laugh, but that's not the way it works. Yeah. You know, you, and if you do, then you are putting, you are standing like the, the Pharisees and the hypocrites standing in the middle of the, you know, the street yeah. telling everybody you found Jesus. I, I think it's important. It, it was the catalyst to change everything, but you had the option to, to try to still fix it your way or turn right. to God. Yep. And the thing is, it was you didn't use it as a spare tire. You didn't use no. it as a, you know, a quick fix. Like Lord, save me, and then expect everything to work out. And then when it didn't work out exactly how you thought, you walked away. We're talking three and a half years later, yeah, and we're still, you know, we're sitting here. Yeah, we have over a hundred and seventy some podcasts. I don't know how many devotions you have. I don't know how many hours a day you spend in the Bible. Yeah. But it's so, there's so much proof there that you weren't using God as a spare tire. <laughs> you were yeah. earnestly seeking that. Yeah. Well, so, and I'll, and I'll, I'll, I'll fast forward in a second, but my, so my point was like, and you, and, and you say it, there wasn't, I didn't have an expectation. Like, like right. my expectations yeah. were gone. Like, I didn't, I didn't know what my wife was going to do. My family, my kid, like, I didn't know, like I had zero expectation. I was at, I was at a point where only you have two choices. You can go back into the world or you can go to the Lord. Yeah. Like you'll, you'll either bend a knee or he'll bend them for you. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Like, or you'll stand there pridefully and say, you don't need them. Right. And my whole life was spent that way. So, so the point for that was I got to that point where there, there was, there was nothing else like there was for me. And it wasn't like I came out and I was telling everybody, Oh, I'm a changed man. You know, it wasn't, no, I was, man, when you talk about being humbled in the sight of the Lord, man, dude, like I'm telling you like humility 
There, there is no other humility. There is none that you can think of. It wasn't because I was going to lose my job. It wasn't because my friends bailed. It wasn't because my wife could possibly leave me. It wasn't because they were, you know, could have not let me see my, my kids or, you know, Lucas, it wasn't any of that. Right. It was because I was humbled because I needed him. Yeah. Because all my entire life, I couldn't, I couldn't do it without him. But so anyways, fast forward, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that happened in that time, uh, and a lot of growth and a lot of learning, but I wasn't doing it standing on the table. Like I wasn't shouting out to everybody, Hey, right. look at me. I'm doing, look at this. I was, yeah. I was listening to sermons 90% of the time. And I mean, when I say 90% of the time, like when I was, when I was somewhere, I was listening to something. I was reading the Bible. Uh, and I mean, I was, I was intensively reading the Bible, uh, doing devotions, but not so much because that wasn't an interest for mine, right. For me right then. Right. I was praying, uh, and didn't, I remember, I, re- I, I remember remembering then, like, I didn't even know how to pray. Uh, so I was learning how to pray. Um, I was going to church, but there was a lot of growth. Like there was a lot of things that were that were happening during that time that I wasn't out like telling people, you know, oh, I'm in church. Oh, I'm, I'm right. doing this. Yeah. And then at some point I felt, uh, led to take my website that I was using to do metal and welding stuff and to turn that into just doing stuff for the Lord. Right. And I just felt like, like, and I, I mean, this is, I don't, I don't know how it'll sound maybe cliche or whatever, but I felt like, like I owed it to him. Right. Like that was going to cheat him if I didn't like, because of all the stuff that I had started to see through my life that, that I was being blessed with. And I'm not going to go through all the details in this podcast. You and I have talked about it personally, my wife, there's a lot of people I've talked about it with, but I'll say, so I'll, I, then I'll get up to where we're at today. Uh, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people say, you know, man, I've really seen the change in you but I don't feel like a different person. And I, right. and here, and here's how I qualify that because we st- like, you know, you, you know, you, you know how you are, what you think about a lot of people don't know other people's thoughts, right? Uh, unless you tell them, uh, you know, it, you know, we, <laughs> that verse that says, you know, what you do in the darkness and you know, if, if God could see that in the light or whatever, I think about that all the time. Nobody knows what people are doing behind closed doors, yeah. but I know me and I don't feel like I'm that changed. I feel like I have a relationship with somebody that I never had in my life. And because of that relationship, I've been blessed with his presence. Yes. Now I don't mean blessed financially and, and with material things or health. I'm talking about just being blessed to know that he's present uh, which is a huge blessing. If there's, there's so many people that don't think as a Christian that don't, if you asked them, when's the last time you saw God present in your life, they would think for a while. Yeah. I could tell you immediately the times I mean, I've told you, I could tell you immediately the times I've seen him present Yeah, and I'm not being gifted something or given something or, uh, restored from something. I'm right. just telling you, I've seen him present in my life and that's God knows what we need. Right. And he provides what we need. And if you think that that doesn't exist, you're, you're, you're not seeing God. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to say, 
you're not paying attention, but you're not, you're not seeing God. You're not, you don't have that relationship to know what he's doing. You know, it's like with your wife, right? Like my wife and I will be driving and we'll, we'll be thinking the same thing. Like I'll say something. She's like, I was just thinking that, right? That's the relationship you have to have with God. You have to have that type of relationship that you, you are aware of his presence, right? Otherwise we were just talking about this before we hit record. There's only another option and that's being unaware. If yeah. you're not in God's presence and you're not aware of it, then you're, you're just not there. And, and I, I know people are going to be like, well, I mean, I, I, I have a relationship with God. Okay. Is he present in your life? Yeah. Well, and if you have to sit there and think about it, then where, what, what relationship is it? Right. Uh, because we all have relationships with people that are, that are invested in time and emotion and energy and love and commitment, like those relationships, we have relationships that are like that. And that's every bit of what our relationship with God should be. Yes. We should be praying to him. We should be petitioning him. We should be giving thanks. We should, I mean, there's a, everything we do in our most important human relationship in our life, we should be doing that with God. And absolutely. And I think the, I don't want to say the problem, but I think a lot of times people only look to God as a spare tire and they, they call on him to get him out of a situation or yeah. whatever. And then they don't really give it much thought after that until they need him again. Yeah. And it's gotta be a continuous relationship. It's gotta be, you gotta, you gotta be praying to God when things are bad when things are good, yes, you got to yep. be thanking him for the blessings. And and I think it's very important what you said as far as, you know, the blessings aren't always financial. It's not all always rainbows and cotton yeah. candy and all that stuff. No. Just, <laughs> you went to court not long ago. We just, yeah. we talked about this. Yeah. You went to court and you saw a guy there that you used to work with. Very significant in my life. Yes, very significant. Yep. And that was the only day yep. in his whole career that he has yep. worked at the courthouse. Yeah. But you needed that. Yep. So there are so many times that blessings are just someone's encouragement or being there or well let me and let me let me tell you. So so Ashley really hasn't taken a lot of time off to go on a lot of these uh court trips with me right uh, to the courthouse she just hasn't because she was trying to save up her time for the end you know if there was a yeah. trial or whatever and so uh and then i know if you're listening this is it, it is jumping all over the place but so uh i went to court and this was a court where uh a hearing where i was going to sign a plea deal where I was going to accept a plea, yeah, uh, an open plea. So I got, I, I'll receive anywhere from three to 10 years. And so she said she wanted to go with me. And I really have tried to kind of keep her away from really being, it, it, you know, that stuff's troubling to her, yeah. you know, and it, it and, and, and ob for obvious reasons. But so anyways, uh, and I told her every time I go, man, you know, there's certain people there that they look at me and they, you know, immediately they're more yeah. righteous than me, you know? It's oh, absolutely. Because listen, my stuff's been brought to the table. Yeah. You, I'm an open book now. Right. There's nothing. I don't have anything to hide. Right. I mean, there's some things I think about that I probably shouldn't think about, but I don't, 
I don't have anything to hide. Like I'm not, I'm not keeping secrets from my wife. I'm not doing things behind her back. I'm not, you know, I'm not sitting there looking at things I shouldn't be looking at or talking to people I shouldn't be talking to. Like that doesn't exist anymore. So my life is an open book. I don't, I don't look at them and, and hang my head down. Like I look at them like, okay, like you can judge me like, oh, sure. Yeah. You know, if everybody knew everybody else's sin, I'm sure we wouldn't be walking around thinking we're better than everybody else. Exactly. Uh, So anyways, it was uncomfortable. I told her, I said, it's very uncomfortable when I go because I know what they think, Mm -hmm. you know, regardless how I feel, you, people can still chip away at you emotionally when you know what they're thinking about you by the way they look at you or scorn at you. So we walked in there and she, you know, she went through first and I looked over and I saw this guy there uh, who happened to, I mean, I'm telling you, bro, like he married, he married, he became an ordained minister in order to marry us, right. To perform the ceremony here at our house to marry us. And he was sitting there and I was like, first I was like, why is he here? Right. Because that's not where he works. Right. Uh, So I was just taken back. I was just like, okay. So as soon as I walk through, uh, you know, they make you take your belt off. So I was putting my belt on. He walked over and hugged me and he said, I love you, brother. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I love you too, man. And I look over and obviously, you know, not obviously, but my wife was crying anyway. So we went upstairs and I said, I said, crazy. Like, that's just crazy. And she was like, she was like, yeah, because she knows, she knows him. She knows that's not his job. And I was just like, I was like, what in the world? Right. Like that, that brought so much peace. And we both sat there and we were like, that's God. Like, there's no, that's not, that's not luck or fate or karma. Listen, if I, we're going off the karma system, I'm screwed. (laughs) Like I am not, I am not doing well, man. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So definitely wasn't karma, but anyway, so anyways, we, and what happened, uh, then this other person shows up who isn't uh, a fan of mine and, you know, she's there just to make it a point that she showed up and because I'm signing this thing, she thinks me being guilty for something I did. Uh, she thinks by her being there to say, Oh yeah, look, you know, yeah, I knew you were guilty. I'm like, okay, so like your life isn't like (laughs) great. Like it's not better than we're all in this position, but we like to, we like to thump our chests and, and, you know, and think that we're better than other people and, you know, walk around and bully people or, you know, or, or, or mind blast them with stuff or, you know, show up and, you know, she's sitting there and my wife's like, why is she here? I said, I don't know. Maybe just cause she feels better about herself to show up. I don't know. Right. Who cares? Yeah. Like who cares? You know? So anyways, my whole take on that situation was it wasn't for me. It was for my wife because my wife she had to have something present for her to bring her peace. Right. And that was, you know, he hugged her too. That that was peace. That was peace for her. I mean, I, yes, I I saw God's presence, but it wasn't for me. It wasn't a material, tangible thing for me as much as it was for her. So God will be present uh, even for other people and you'll see it in other people's lives. That's what I'm getting at. You'll see the presence in somebody else's life. And just because you see that you should be honored. You should be honored that you can see God working in somebody's life because you see it. That means you're in touch with God. You have a relationship with him. Right. Uh, And that's how a lot of this stuff, man, 
I've seen it in your life. You've talked about it. When you start to see those things, man, it's like, you can't like, you could, I I've sat here and, and been like, geez, you know, why me? Like why? But, but when I say that in that Debbie Downer type right. pessimism, pessimism, I have to think to myself too, well, you know, God's using me. So, you know, why me? Right. You know what I mean? In that humbling sense of, you know, this isn't like, you can view it as a bad thing, but it's not. I mean, people are like, well, you're going, you know, you're going to prison could be 10 years. You know, what's going to happen? You know, what, what's going to happen in your life? Oh my gosh, what's, what's good. You know, and then they start getting all anxious. Like, calm down, dude. Like, like God's using you. Like God is going to use you. If you'll allow him to use you, if you'll, you know, you were like, you know, how you, you said your wife was like, how's Bill handling this situation? Uh, how do you want me to handle it? Right. Right. Like, do you want me to glorify God through our circumstances? Because I can tell you there's people in a lot worse situations than me. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I'll real quick before you do that thought, I was, I don't, I'm not on social media anymore, but I look at YouTube because it kind of just, uh, fills my brain with, with, you know, stuff that, that I like, like welding and engineering and stuff. Anyways, this thing came up and this guy, man, dude, let me tell you, and I can't remember what it's called, man. It's like something, it's a kid's thing. It's this, it's this guy, this adult who goes around and finds these kids that have been afflicted with these horrible genetic disorders. Yeah. Uh, and he just, you know, he just loves on them and reads to them and does stuff, man. And I mean, I'm telling you, You know, people are like, people want God to be the God of good all the time. And they only see good things. Right. Right. But that showed up in my feed. And let me tell you, it was at a moment when I was pitying myself for my situation. Right. While I was sitting here going, man, my, you know, my situation sucks in less than three weeks, I'm going to be going to prison and woe is me. And, oh, and then I see this kid with this disorder where he's wrapped in bandages from his neck down. If he even scrapes against something, his skin falls off his collagen seven disorder. Uh, and anyway, so he's had this since birth and he's now like, he just lays in bed. He can't even move. His skin falls off. He bleeds. Wow. Uh, yeah. So I'm looking at this and I'm thinking 10 years in prison, huh? He's made it to 12. Yeah. Right. 12 years old. He's made it to 12. This guy's talked to him twice now. I couldn't get through half the episode. Yeah. I couldn't, I was just like, like what? what are we doing? Right. Like, what are we doing? We're complaining about some dude's laptop with stuff on it from Russia. Like in, you know, and I mean, I just look at people and I'm like, golly, bro. Like, but that made my situation, you know, here's this, this child, but God put that in front of me to say, you know, really? (laughs) Right. Like, (laughs) what are you complaining about here? Exactly. Yeah. You know, like seriously, like I, you know, I, I told my wife the other uh, yesterday, I was telling you when you came in, I had a pinched nerve in my neck. How dare I complain about that? Like, seriously, I've watched, I've looked through these videos that this guy has, and you know, I subscribe to him now and I looked through it and I was like, like, I don't even. Right. Well, and I've always said it, you know, when you think you have it bad, Mm-hmm. There's someone else that has it worse. Oh my gosh. So much. So more. we complain about this and that. And, oh, woe is me. And just think about the cat that would love to be in your position yeah. because he's got so much worse, you yeah. know? 
Yeah, my so. my wife's watching this girl that uh, she was paralyzed from the from under the arms, the chest down, as a teenager, uh, and she's learning to drive. Okay, right, and so she watches her because she's followed her for I think for a short while now, several months. And I think about that, and I'm like, <laughs> you know, those pe- people would trade places with you, absolutely. You know, they didn't necessarily aren't like inviting to go to prison, but right. Well, actually, I heard something a while ago. It's been years. And this guy said, if everyone in the room put their problems in a hat and could pick problems, they would want their problem back. Yep. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we don't know. We just know the reason. And the reason. So the reason I brought that, that, uh, the YouTube thing up was because people always think that God's gonna open the skies and show you a rainbow or put the sun on you or God gives you what you need. He knows what you need. You don't know what you need. You, you think you know what you need, right? Right. But if you'll let go of all the things you think, like I was praying in the beginning, God, please don't let me go to prison. Please don't let me go to jail. God, please. You know, I'm, I'm fervently praying, you know, what's at the front of all that. I, yeah. And because I'm praying that way, you know, that's the wrong way, man. God, God put me where you'll use me the most. That's how I should be praying. And I told you recently, that's how I've been praying. Like God, use me where you will. It doesn't listen. This doesn't mean I am. I I am a, you know, I am far from perfect, far from being perfect. Uh, And I don't ever want to be perfect because then the standard is too high. Uh, and I'm always going to fall short. Oh, absolutely. And, but for me, man, like you have to be able to see God present in your life. And that doesn't always mean that it's going to be good things. You know, I didn't, I looked, I told you, I only made it halfway through one of those videos with those kids. And, but I only needed to go halfway to realize God was present in my life, showing me what I needed to see. He, he was responsible for that to show me, you know, people say, well, it's, you know, it's, it's YouTube's algorithm, you know, it showed up because it's their algorithm. No, that's God. God controls an algorithm. I promise you that he'll control YouTube. So, uh, for me, like when I saw that I, because I'm aware of it, I knew that was God being present. Uh, and, And here's, I'll tell you this, man, God, (laughs) we talked about this earlier. We can pray for sinners. We can pray for people that don't, don't, uh, and I mean sinners, we can, we can pray for unbelievers, but unbelievers can't pray to God except unless they pray to him for Christ to be in control of their life, like in turning their life over to Christ. That's the prayer that they can submit to God, petition him and turn their lives over to Christ, but they can't pray for anything else. They can't, you know, they can't sit there and say, well, I'll, you know, I'll pray for you because it's a fashionable thing to say. If they're not a believer, that doesn't carry any weight with God. Exactly. Yeah. So when we, we can pray for people that aren't saved and I pray for a lot of people that aren't saved. So, you know, I mean, just to, and then I'll, I'll, quit covering, but we, you said it like we, we can pray for people and we can, we, and we can see God working in their lives, but people that aren't believers, it's harder for them to see it. It was, you know, I'll tell man, my wife, like in the beginning of this, I don't, 
I ask her all the time. I'm like, I'm like, what are you doing with me? Like, what are you doing? Like, I don't understand like the forgiveness, you know, that you always, when somebody does something for you, like out of the right. kindness of their, your heart, you're like, why'd you do that? Like, you think like, what are they doing? Like they get, right. there's some, there's a catch. Yeah. Like, what's the catch? What do I owe you? <laughs> right. Uh, you know, and I don't, I'm, I'm not saying I, I think that with, with her, but I, I don't, you know, I don't, I definitely don't deserve it from God. I don't deserve it from my wife, Yeah. but I see that, uh, and, and through this three and a half years, I know I'm, I'm rambling, not making a lot of sense, but uh, I keep going back to this presence thing. In the beginning, we saw when I got home, she, you know, she came and got me and I told you the time we were praying and there's so many instances, man, like immediately it were, it was things that were like, like bold, like big, like somebody right. showing up to my house or the sun actually coming out when my wife prayed about it. And like, there were just some, some very bold things that had to be big in order for us to see it. Right. Right. But now, you know, and there's still some bold things, you know, the guy being at the courthouse, that was, that was pretty big. Yeah. Uh, you know, in the scheme of things, for a lot of people, they, you know, wouldn't be big for them. They would just be like, yeah, well, that was luck or whatever. But there's other things I see with God's presence that I'm like, I would never know that if I wasn't paying attention. Right. And not the attention that, that most people think of, like, you know, like I'm walking around all day looking for God. Exactly. Not yeah. like that. It's, it's, it's being, be, I go back to it all the time, man. It's being submissive to God. You set yourself aside for him. You don't, you don't like continue in your ways. Like, you know, the way Paul talks about it throughout his epistles is it's, it's, you know, putting on the new man, like getting rid of the old person, getting out of who you used to be. You have, and all of that, you can try to change who you are. You'll never change who you are. Yeah. You can change who, who you are for. And I'm all for God now. Like that's yeah. all, or you can be all for yourself. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, well, we were talking about that earlier as far as, because I'd listened listen to the Salty Saints podcast this morning and it was, um, what, they pay you again. <laughs> yeah. I'm on the payroll now. <laughs> That's our only ad block that we have. <laughs> Absolutely. But they, you know, they were talking about being moral. Anyone can be moral. Yeah. Anyone, you know, and there's a lot of churches that, that teach people how to be moral. And they teach people, you know, to rely on themselves, not rely, to improve themselves. Yeah. And all this stuff. But it's all irrelevant until God until you ask Jesus to come into your life and God starts to transform you yeah. from the inside out because the been moral, you know, don't been a good person and, and becoming better in a certain area or yeah. whatever. It doesn't get you to heaven. Exactly. It doesn't get you to heaven. And that's all from the outside, but that superficial change that a relationship with Jesus Christ brings about from the inside and supernatural you, change. Super, what did I say? Superficial. No, I did not. Yeah, you did. I'll back it up. Okay. 
I'll, I'll make you. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I meant supernatural. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I know super, what you meant. That's why I corrected you. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you did because that would have made no sense. Yeah. You would have called me months from now <laughs> and I can't fix it. But, uh, yeah, probably not. Yeah. But anyway, you know, that supernatural change comes from the inside out yeah. instead of us trying to fix the outside. Yeah. Right. You yeah. know, and, and it just is, it's much better when Jesus does it because I, can attest to how fruitless trying to do better yourself yeah. works out. You know, yeah, it's you, well, and you know, I I like when you make sense of the stammering that I did for thirty minutes, uh, and you clear it up in less than three minutes. Uh, it just makes more sense. I mean, I try to make sense out of how three and a half years of of putting your life in front of God and I mean, falling short in a bunch of ways, man. I mean, I mean, just since I've known you, the things that you and I have been involved in either collectively or independently uh, talking with each other and seeing, seeing how things have unfolded uh, some good, some bad, uh, you know, and I don't mean, I don't mean bad, like in a negative way. I just mean like bad in the sense of, of, just the way they've transpired, but yeah, uh, not the way that we would want them. But anyway, right. so there's a lot's happened. Um, and a lot's going to continue to happen. And something funny before I get too far past it, when you were like, you know, yeah, you can be a good person. Yeah. You can die a good person. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody's going to, everybody's going to die. You can die a good person. You can die a jerk. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you know, and I, I made a comment one day to my brother. I said, you know, well, that guy's not saved. He's like, you don't, you can't make that determination. I said, well, I'm okay. I'm calling it based on the fruit he's bearing. Like the, based on what I see from the fruit from that tree, it's a dead tree. Like (laughs) that tree is not bearing any fruit. Uh, So you can live your life in a lot of different ways. We all know people that complain every day about their lives and things that are happening and, and not happening in their lives. And why does this always happen to me? And where we can, we can glorify God. And I don't, I don't do that great. Uh, every day of the week, I really, I struggle with it, man. There, there are still some buttons I have that you can push them pretty good. And, you know, I'm going to respond differently in things. And, uh, I just think, I just think at the end of the day, man, you have to make yourself available uh, in order to see God working in your life. And the more that you see him working in your life, you know, or present in your life, you know, you know that you're important to him. Uh, you know, it's not getting a check in your, in your mailbox every day for amount an amount you prayed about. Yeah. Those are helpful things too, but that's not the only way God works. You know, God works in your life by showing up, by being yeah. present, because he knows, I go back to this all the time, he knows what you need and when you need it. Yes. And that's all you have to be concerned about. Right. You know, there are times we're going to fall on our face in front of God. And I mean, we're going to cry out to God and he's not going to be there the way we think he should be there. Right. But then he just shows up. And at those moments, you have to take that moment and insert it in the time that you thought he wasn't there in your life. And you have to say, you know, you have to give him thanks for the time that he was there that 
it wasn't that he wasn't there before. You just didn't see it. Right. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like it, we, yeah. we think God's not showing up. It's not, it's not that it's just that we just didn't see it. And a lot of times, well, I think a lot of times we don't see it because it doesn't happen the way we think it should yeah. or how yeah. we think it or, yeah. or when we think it should, yeah. because, you know, God does work even in the bad times. Correct. And, <laughs> and I wanted to say this, you know, and, and I think a lot of people have bought into this, you know, people, there are Christians. Well, we'll just say religious people. There are religious people <laughs> that say, you know, God won't give us more than we can handle oh, right. or, right. you know, and things like that. Actually, God doesn't <laughs> give us more than we can handle. So we have to turn to him right. because I think it was your, your nephew Tucker said, you know, our greatest weakness is not relying on God's strength. That's right. And a lot of times right. God allows us allows us to get in positions where we can only look to God to fix that. Yeah. We we yeah. realize we can't fix this on our own power. I've tried this before oh, or gosh. whatever the situation is, you know. And you said something earlier about you know, you were in jail and and it came to you. You did not want to go to hell. And that came from, from being exposed to it when you're younger sure. and whatever. Right. But, you know, let's think of like even people that don't believe in hell. Sure. Or truly believe in hell, even atheists. Okay. So wouldn't it be better to be prepared just in case? Yeah. Air on the side of caution. There is a hell. Sure. Well, known known fact, you're going to die. Yes, absolutely. We're going to die. And the Bible's got hell all through it. It's, you know, there's there's things written about hell in there. So, I mean, even if you're an atheist and you don't believe in heaven or hell, um, you should investigate it and invest in time in investigating it and know for yourself, because the more you study and the more you, you try to disprove that there's a God or whatever, um, you're going to find there is one. Actually, I was, I was watching this thing the other day about the scientist. He was an atheist. And I, I don't have his name right here with me. But he was, you know, he was a scientist and he was looking for all these solutions to, you know, why things are this way or that way or whatever. Right. And it, it all, all came back to God. It all pointed back to God. Now he's a Christian. Yep. He's a Christian scientist. He's like, there's no way if you're studying this thing in depth, if you're studying yeah. the things in life and the world in depth, there's no way that you can dismiss a God. Yeah. So he became a Christian. And I say all that to say this, we all carry insurance on our cars or our houses right. or, you know, whatever we, we have insurance to cover so many different things. That's not because we know it's going to happen. Yeah. Something's going to happen. It's just in case, right? Just in case, just Never in know. case. And, but we all do know, like you said, we're right. all going to die. Right. That's a proven fact. Yep. So, I mean, it's crazy to me. Like, it triggers <clears throat> eternity. You know, it, it, and, and not to make it, well, let me, let me back up real quick. So I go to jail, uh, you know, I, I sat there and thought a lot of things about, 
you know, where my life was and what was going on. And, and then that night, you know, I, I sit there and I, you know, I call out to God and I spent a long time that night, the entire night, the entire night. Uh, it wasn't like a five minute prayer. And then I was like, okay, I'm good. We're ready. All right. All right. What do you, what do you need from me? No, nah, yep. it wasn't, it wasn't like that at all. I spent the entire night until the next morning when they came and got me nine o'clock ish for first appearance. Uh, you know, I was, I, I was praying and, and talking to God. Um, a lot of times silently to myself, a lot of times out loud. Uh, <clears throat> so anyways, I get home, uh, you know, I remember I went down to, to the barn. I sat there at night. Uh, I just went down there and I, I called my brother and then I just sat there and prayed and talked to God. Didn't know what to say. Didn't know how to say it. Didn't know, you know, how I was supposed to start it, end it, put in between. I didn't know anything. So I just talked to God and, you know, and I said, you know, I've screwed up my entire life to this point. Uh, and I don't want it to be like that anymore. Like that was just it. I just didn't want, I just didn't want all the bad stuff, man. I didn't want all the, the hide and stuff and just, you know, I just didn't want all that. And, and I don't know how it all, how it all worked where, where it went. Like, you know, we, we started at a church, not right away. Uh, I changed what I listened to, what I watched, what I, what I read, what I looked at, uh, changed a lot of things. There are a lot of stuff going on in my life. I got put on GPS monitoring. Uh, a lot of stuff was happening. I mean, a lot, uh, you know, my attorney cost a ton of money. Uh, there's just a lot of stuff going on. And, all I remember through all of that wasn't the struggle and the pain and the turbulence and the tribulation. All I remember is I put my eyes on God. I read the Bible nonstop. Like I was reading, underlining, writing stuff in there. I didn't start writing devotions right away. I didn't start a website right away. We didn't start a podcast or a ministry. None of that started right away. I turned my attention to God. Right. And I put my focus on him to find out, uh, not to find out, to say I couldn't do it on my own. And then I allowed him to use me. And that wasn't, that was very imperfect throughout the whole thing until I started to realize for, for me, for myself, that I had to listen, that I couldn't just, that I couldn't just try to do things on my own or have other people tell me what to do. I had to listen to what God was saying in my life. Right. Right. The Holy spirit. I had to, and I told you episodes ago that didn't come right away for me. I didn't know what the Holy spirit was. I thought it was some weird thing. Right. Uh, but I started to pay attention and I started to read and I started to really open my mind up and ask God in prayer to show me how, how this all works. I grew up in church. I grew up around godly people. Right. Uh, and I was the furthest thing from it. Uh, but I, you know, I can tell you right now and I tell you this all the time, dude, nobody's going to convince me God doesn't exist. You can't, you, you, nobody could. I've seen too much. Yeah. Uh, you know, it'd be like telling me that there's no such thing as apples. You know, I, I believe apples exist. I've eaten right. one. I've held on to it. You've you know, experienced them. Yes. Yeah. So I and, can't. Yeah. And that's the same thing. I think with people, when people first start out their walk with, with Jesus, they, they need 
that mentorship, the discipleship. Yeah. yeah. So Very they important. Can, Very important. Absolutely. So they can have that experience. Yeah. Because once you have that experience, because the experience isn't going into the back of the church and saying a prayer and yeah. showing up to church every Sunday and Wednesday thereafter. That's right. The experience is with Jesus. The, yes. The, and that, and that, um, confirmation from the Holy Spirit. And, and then once you have that confirmation and you start being sensitive to the Holy Spirit, yeah, you will see more and more and you will realize when God is in a situation more and more. And then once you have that experience, like you said, there comes a point when no one can tell you otherwise. Yeah. No one can change your mind. You'd be like, no, I've had, I've experienced it. I know exactly. Everybody will in their, in their Christian faith, everybody will doubt. Yeah. They'll have a period of doubt. Everybody will question their salvation. Yes. They'll question, you know, am I truly saved? Uh, people will doubt that and that's, and, and that's healthy as long as you don't fall into the pit of believing it because yes. then you've taken your belief away from God and put it back on yourself. Yes. And I think the important thing is when you have those, those seasons of doubt or those times of questioning, you know, your salvation or whatever, don't rely on your own thinking. That's right. Don't rely on the yep. opinions of others. Yep. Rely on the word of God. Get back to the word of God and you will have the confirmation yep. and the Holy Spirit will give you the confirmation as well. So, and that's where I was going to go next is that f- for me personally, <clears throat> and I don't know how this shakes out for, for a lot of other people, but for me, I crave that time uh, in my Bible, in prayer, in reflect, reflection, in meditation, uh, and in communion with God. And I, and I know those are all like, uh, churchy terms, you know, that people are yeah. like, you know, communion and meditation and reflection, right. And, uh, <laughs> renewal. And, you know, here's the thing. That's my, that's my time. And that's how I equate it. Like I, I want that time in front of God to talk to God. So he understands he already knows, but when we, it's like when our kids come to us, the feeling it gives us when our kids come to us and tell us what they need, they, because now, now we fulfill a role for them. Right. Right. When, when Lucas comes to me and he's like, dad, I need your help. I'm like, okay, here we go. Right. Right. And I can only imagine that because, and only because I love him. If I didn't love him, I'd be like, cheese Louise. (laughs) Right. Like, what do you want now? Yeah. Uh, but when, when our kids come and they ask us stuff and we're like, okay, you know, let me, let me show you. There's a sense of that relationship. And I know, you know, because the Bible tells us, tells me that God loves us as, as his children. So, when I come before him in prayer and I sit there and I dedicate time and thought with God through his word that he relishes that because I'm honoring him through that. Yeah. Uh, uh, we don't do it perfectly all the time, but that should be our, that should be our default. Our default shouldn't be back to us. What we want, what we what makes us feel better. We should, that's the submissive part. We should be giving up what we want for him, yeah. for what he wants for us, because he does want the best for us. And sometimes that looks ugly. I mean, it doesn't look great, but 
you know, I, uh, and I'll say this towards the end. I, I have one other point I want to make at the end that you and I'll talk about a little bit, but, uh, I'm going to prison. It, I just don't know the amount of time and yeah, I'm worried about it. I mean, who, it's not like I'm going to club med. Uh, I'm going to prison. I'm worried about it in the sense, uh, you know, just the, just the things that you would think somebody would be worried about. That's what I'm worried about. Uh, and I pray to God for that. And people can pray for me for that, uh, for, you know, his protection, his comfort, his, uh, his peace, uh, and his mercy. But here's the thing. Uh, you know, I wasn't going to go through this whole thing and I want people to know this. I'd never shunned my responsibility for anything. In fact, you know, I sat down and said, uh, certain things to honor God. And I thought about this last night when I woke up, we have to honor God. Like we have to honor who created us and who sacrificed his son for us. We have to honor him. And, and however that looks for certain people at the end of the day, it's honoring God, not ourselves. And, and through this whole thing, that is my testimony through this whole thing. I honored God. I didn't honor myself. I didn't try to beat this or control it or no matter what other people think, oh, you know, he got what's coming to him or whatever. You think whatever you want. I honored God. And I told my wife that in the beginning. I will not dishonor God. It didn't nothing about my testimony. It wasn't going to be because it would give me a bad testimony or look bad on, you know, on my Christianity. That's men thinking. Right. My thought was I didn't want to dishonor God by anything that I did through this. Now, I didn't do it perfectly, but at the end of the day, I feel completely, completely uh, in God's will by honoring him, right. by not dishonoring him through this whole thing. Now, like I said, I won't do things perfectly all the time, but I feel like through this whole process, three and a half years, all the things that bumps the... The runs, the valleys, the, you know, the, 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 the mountains, all that stuff. I just feel like, you know, we have to bring honor to God every day. So, and here's, and here's how in this, unless you got something you want to say on that part, no, go ahead. you know, the thing, uh, here's, here's the season I'm in right now. The season I'm in right now is that Christians have disappointed me. Uh, yes. no, I know I caught you off guard, but <laughs> no, you're absolutely, <laughs> I'm talking about my thing. And then religious people. Yeah. It, you know, man, it's like, and I only want to touch on this cause I think we'll probably have an episode. This might not be our last one. Maybe I don't know, but for me, man, it, in, if you had to ask me in this three and a half years before, before I end up going to prison, uh, and this isn't a righteous statement, people, that I came to depend on, that I came to look to. And there, and if you're listening to this and you think I'm talking about you, I'm probably not because you'd be surprised. Even my wife, she was like, what is with people? What is with people that are supposed to, that are so pious that they're supposed to be people of God or godly people or Christians, religious people, whatever. They're so, it becomes so disappointing. Yeah. And it, to me, man, it's like, it, it, here's why they are. Here's why they are. Because we're looking at them and not God. Yeah. We're not looking at, if you look at God and you're, <laughs> yeah, I always say this, no expectations, no uh, disappointments. Right. If you expect something from somebody, 
and you expect them at a godly level, you're going to be disappointed. Absolutely. You can't, you can't have that expectation. And so, you know, I've been disappointed lately at the end and I disappoint myself too. I told you this the other day, man, I, you know, some days I, I went on a rant here in the house. I, I told you Ashley got up and walked out. <laughs> <laughs> right. I went on this rant, man. And I, ew, I was straight out of, I don't even know. I don't even know where that person came from. Right. And she got up and walked into the bedroom and did. And I just sat there. I was like, yeah, that was pretty dumb. I mean, I wasn't yelling at her. I was just ranting to myself. Like I was right. just in this ranting mode and she got up, walked out and I was like, hello. <laughs> She's like, yeah, when you're done, just come and get me. I was like, right. what do you do with that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you like talk about conviction. I uh, know, right? I was just like, <laughs> okay. Uh, so I walked in and I said, yeah, uh, I could either do that for the next 15 minutes or I could spend time with you. And she's like, yeah, I figured I just didn't want to sit there and give you an audience. Right. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty convicting. But, you know, we're not going to be perfect. But I will say to close this out, I don't know how much this was really anything to do with anything other than, you know, we need in order to know that God is present in our life, we really have to, we have to submit ourselves to him and we have to, we have to do that diligently. It takes effort, right? You can't just say, you know, I'll do it tomorrow or I'll get to it later. Like you have to make effort. Uh, you have to, it has to, you have to have effort towards it. And you, and you said this earlier, I just don't remember how you said it. Like we just have to, we just have to do it. You know, we can't just use them when we need them. We have to do it all the time, even in our times yeah. of need or trouble or pain or whatever. Yeah. When it's good and bad. Yeah. Both times, yeah. man. Because there's, a, he does enough good for us that we need to be thankful and we need to tell him that we're thankful. That's the and honor. Yeah, absolutely. And you, you know, you brought up the, the religious people letting you down. And I know of more than 50 that have let you down that that yeah, turned their back right, right right and all that and you're absolutely right we just gotta look, gotta look to god and you know the thing is and i think about this a lot because i was i was there with you yeah and yeah. and you know it actually it ties into what you and i were talking about before we started uh hitting before you hit record yeah Duh, i got tongue-tied you got it out <laughs> So anyway, you know, we were talking about the guy in Matthew that, you know, he, his life was clean and then he couldn't find any comfort and stuff. So he went back right. to his old house and, and, you know, he went back to things that were familiar and didn't take long for his house to get dirty again. Exactly. And, you know, the religious people that let you down, I chose to stick with you. Yeah. It wasn't because we were best buddies and, you know, I'm like, well, I got bills back no matter what. Right. It was because you needed that support. Yeah. You needed that um, encouragement. Yeah. And, and not only did you need it, I needed it as well. So we encouraged each other. But and, and I'm not patting myself on the back. I'm not saying anything not. like that. Yeah, I'm just saying I took on the role myself to be the encouragement because I didn't want to see you going back to things that were familiar. That's right. And not that right. you would have, could I'm not have. saying that, I could have. but I'm just saying I, I, I wanted to ensure that you had support, you know, and, and that's why I, I wouldn't, 
I didn't and I I won't walk away from you yeah. because you need that support because it can get lonely. Yeah. We had more than 50 people like, yeah, don't talk to them. They're walking away from God. Yeah. And actually we've spent more time in the Bible. Yeah. We have spent more time talking about Jesus Christ than we <laughs> would have in five years been there. So, you know, I told you this yesterday. Uh, I don't even care how long this episode is. Uh, it's only it's only at an hour now. But I told you this yesterday. A lot of this stuff is important. I'm not going to be here, so I'm just I just lay it out. But you know, I told you I was talking to you yesterday, and I was like, it wasn't so much me that I got offended about, but you know, people sit there and and they'll read this uh, this parable about the 99 sheep and the one that gets lost and the yeah. you know that that. There were there were three sheep, right? If one's important, how important are three? Yeah. So yeah, I no longer went back to the church. Okay, X me out. Throw me out of the equation. Right. You know who else didn't go back? My wife and my son. Right. My son, who was involved in that family from that church. Yeah. Uh, he was involved very much so. They didn't reach out to him. Yeah. They didn't reach out to my wife. Yeah. Uh, you know, I blocked all their numbers. I said, whatever. I mean, I don't, I'm not looking to them, but I'll tell you my hurt came from, they let those two sheep yeah. get lost. Now they didn't. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. I still put the Lord first in my life so that the Lord would come first in their life. Yeah. Right. So, and I'm not, and, and, and I was very careful how I said that because I didn't want to make it sound like I was the reason they still kept their eyes on God because I wasn't right. But I made it important so that they would make it important for themselves. Yeah. Right. So, but they were, they were sheep. They were sheep. You can X me out of the equation because of my situation or how it would have looked or right. whatever. And I do get tempered about this because you, I don't care how you want to explain what Bible verse you want to pull up. If you let two sheep get lost or wander and they weren't that important to you, don't try calling now. Don't try to reach out. Right. Exactly. Don't try. It's been, it's been two years. Don't go. Don't do that. That's stupid. Uh, but anyways, to me, like that's the kind of stuff uh, I just really, you know, I try, I try to listen to Paul say how we should edify when we talk, you know, and say things in love. And, you know, when, when Jesus called somebody a hypocrite, right. Uh, and cast them out for changing money and selling doves and doing all this other stuff, right. you know, he wasn't gentle. Yeah. You know, he, he rebuked them and called them hypocrites and, you know, a hypocrite is a pretty strong term against a religious person because the definition of a hypocrite is somebody that goes against the principles and teachings of their religion. Uh, and I know that because I've <laughs> I actually wrote about that many years ago when I wasn't even close to the Lord, uh, which is interesting. But so for me, when when somebody stands and preaches about how important people are, but they haven't shown that they haven't reached out or talked to somebody. Now I'll say there's been, there's been one guy he's, he's, you know, he's aside from some of the issues that, that they have, you know, he's been, he, he's been there. He's talked to me, he's been around, he's texted me, but you know, the rest of 
the rest of those knuckleheads, man, that just really, you know, that really bothers me, bro, that people say stuff like that. And then <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Well, it just gets to this. Well, you know, people, people judge because your sin is different than theirs. Yeah. They look at your sin. Your, your sin is exposed. Your, yeah. your yeah. problem is exposed and they look down on that. What a relief. But yeah, <laughs> exactly. But you know, they, they don't think about their own because Jesus said, if you, if you transgress in any part of yeah, the law, right. you have transgressed the whole law. Yeah. Exactly. So pride, arrogance, um, gluttony, yeah, all these other things. All these other things, covetousness, <laughs> all these other things, you know, that are sins they partake in, yeah. but it's no big deal, whatever, because <clears throat> they have to answer. And this is where I go to all the time. I have to answer for my sins. Huh. I have to answer for things I've done. So do they. They're not above jo- God's judgment. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. Yeah. But, you know, the Pharisees, you look at the Pharisees. The religious people of Jesus's day, you know, they judged Jesus because he didn't live up to their standards. Yeah. Yeah. He was the son of God. Yeah. He was the (laughs) rule maker. He's the king of kings. Right. Right. Yeah. They were like, I can't believe you did that on the set. You let your, you let your. Pick wheat. What? Yeah. They were picking corn on the way through the field on the Sabbath. Oh, my gosh. So, you know, it doesn't matter. (laughs) They're going to judge whoever. Well, yeah. And when I when I think about and the only reason I get I get uh, somewhat lit about it is because it's just hypocritical. And and it's, you know, when when it's your family uh, and somebody, you know, wants to say, oh, we love you. We care about you. And then the next day you are gone. Yeah. Like you're gone. Like there was no follow up. Right. There was, there really wasn't after that whole thing where my wife went over there, everybody that's listened to these knows the story. And my wife went over there and like the next day crickets, like yeah. nobody existed. Right. There was all that, all that concern and love and, and all of that, that was there for over a year that these people would come and eat at my house and break bread with me and pray with me gone. Yeah. Like didn't exist anymore. So yeah, you can say whatever you want about how, you know, I let evil thoughts get in the way or, you know, you know, I started looking at what context they were preaching in, or I wanted to do a podcast. I had nothing to do with any of that. God put all that in front of me for a reason. Yeah. And if I'm wrong at the end of this, he will judge me, right? Right. He will judge me for that. But at the end of this, if you're wrong, he will also judge you. So I'm going to err on the side that I'm putting forth things in front of the, the kingdom fruit for the kingdom. Right. And I don't see how letting, Somebody go, uh, letting sheep go from your fold or your flock that you're supposed to be shepherding. I don't know how you'll stand in front and say that is bringing fruit to the kingdom. Right. I don't know how. I haven't sat here and egregiously said, well, I walked away or did something. I haven't walked away. I haven't walked away from anything. I haven't let up on anything. Yeah. Well, we've continued to do these podcasts, talk to people about their testimonies, uh, talk to people outside of this podcast. Uh, You and I have both talked to numerous people outside of this podcast. Uh, We write. There's no, 
I don't, and I, and I'm not patting us on the back. We're doing this for, for God. We're doing this for Jesus. So people yeah. will come to know him, not us. We, I don't care. Who cares? We're two filthy rags. <laughs> exactly. Like yeah. we're not, nobody's going to hold us up and go, Oh, look at Bill and out. Who cares? Yeah. We, we, we are nothing in the equation. <laughs> no, actually. And I was telling you this <laughs> earlier, like, you know, you, you see God in so many things. I can be driving down the road and, I'll see something or I'll hear something on the radio or whatever. And then a spark of thought. And I'm like, and then I apply God's word to that, or, you know, I will get something out of that and and apply it to my walk or whatever in a godly way. And then actually I can't even read the Bible anymore without taking notes. Yeah. I mean, so God is just, is just so much a part of my life now. And I'm thankful and and I truly am thankful for you. And I wanted to, that's why I wanted to do this podcast because I wanted people to hear because prior to today, you were, you were pretty limited in what you could say and what you, you know, you were going to say and whatever. But because I, I have grown tremendously because of the association you and I have, because we were, we were like-minded. We, we were searching. We are searching. We are wanting to do, you know, the desire is high. Yeah. Yeah. The desire is super high to share Jesus Christ. And, uh, I am, I am honored to be your friend and I am actually proud of where you are. Because yeah. it has helped me grow tremendously. The things that you have went through in the last couple of weeks, every everything that you told me where you could see where God's hand was in your life, that encouraged me even more. Yeah. So, um, you know, and I, that's why I just wanted to share this on a podcast because um, people, I think other people will be encouraged as well. Yeah, I could have I could have done a better job and really gone through and talked about, but I don't think me telling people about God being present is going to make them desire it more. That has to come from within them. Exactly. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, I can't, I can't go out, you know, I'll start telling people and they'll be like, Jesus, nut job. Well, it's, it's like exactly. you walking into the store telling people about, you know, <laughs> do you love Jesus? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it's like you were talking about, you know, you can teach people to be moral and you can teach people where to turn. Yeah. But it really doesn't mean anything until you turn for yourself and that growth and your morals and being a better person comes from the inside because yeah. Jesus is changing yeah. you. Yeah. So you could tell people all that you want, you right, know, right. But right. it's not going to materialize no. until they want it, until we, they see it. Well, and I'll say this we made our focus. Christianity and the Lord. That was our, that was, that was at the front of everything that we did and talked about. There were some other things that came in there, but the, the end result, the end desire for everybody was to turn to God. That was the end desire. When we talked about church and discipleship and uh, how we encouraged each other and all the things that we've talked about in these episodes and even people's testimony, all that points back to God. Yeah. That says, put God in front of your life. This is, these are things that you're getting distracted by or that are limiting you. This is where your desire should be. You should be desiring a closeness with God. That's, that's what we, that was our intention that was what we want to do. Now we're not perfect. We've already said that a hundred times in this episode, 
and we fall short in things. But at the end of the day, you have to put God in front of everything that you do. And at the end of your day, you should be saying, did I, did I glorify God today? Yeah. You know, is what I did, did it bring glory to God? There's many days where I said no. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. I, no, I mean, seriously, no, I mean, I, I shared stories with you before we kicked this off. And I was like, yeah, I'm a knucklehead. I didn't, Absolutely. you know, that didn't bring glory to him, but that's at the end of the day, that's what you should be. That's what you should be asking yourself. Like yeah. is what I did today. What, did it bring glory to God? Did I talk to enough people? Did I share enough things? Did I encourage enough people? Did I love on somebody? Did I, did I pray for anybody? You know, but if you're sticking I or me in the front of that, uh, at the end of it, then it isn't glorifying God. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, did all of your actions point back to God? Then they should have. Yeah. Uh, and well, if they don't, you, you know, hopefully you get tomorrow. Absolutely. <laughs> my, and my favorite verse is yeah. Matthew yeah. six thirty three: Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. So, Everything that we need in our lives, everything that yeah. make us a better person, everything that fixes our moral morals, everything that even the material things that we need, when we put God first, yeah, it's going to be there. Yeah. I wanted to, this was interesting. Uh, I wanted to read this if I, if gosh, if I can find it, in the, you know, in enough time to, I was so, uh, just share this real quick been going to uh this place called haven hospice it's where they you know it's like a thrift store uh yeah i won't be able to find it well i should but anyways it's uh it's a thrift store and they i go there because i i like to get i like to go to their religious section in the back they don't sort those books enough and they it's just a stockpile it's a stockpile of right bibles and just a ton of stuff. I mean, dude, if I could buy every book in there, I would in the back. They don't put them all out. But anyway, so I went there the other day. Ashley took the day off. She played hooky. By now, they'll forget about it. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she played hooky. And uh, we. she said, what do you want to do today? I said, can we can we go over to the thing? I want to look for some books. Right. So anyways, I, I go in there and I find these commentaries and I know you're not a, a super huge fan of commentaries. I, I only look at them now because I feel like I have a little bit more uh, discernment. Right. Um, I go in there. I, I, you know, there's this guy, I hear him. He's in the, he's in the parking lot on his cell phone uh, talking and he's giving somebody advice about how to preach something. Okay. So, and he's, and he's dressed up, he's in a suit, which you don't see in the, in the middle of the day, in the middle of the week. Uh, so we go inside and then he comes in, he's talking to everybody. Like he knows everybody in there. Right. You know, he's sitting down, he, and this is a thrift store. They have furniture. He sits on one of the chairs, like it's in his house right. and he sits in <laughs> it and he's talking to people as they walk by. And I'm like, this guy's a preacher. Like, so I go back there and I get a shopping cart and I find some Bibles some different translations. I find a commentary set. And uh, so two parts to this. The, f the first one is this guy, he's at the register and we're waiting for him to check out so we can check out. And I got a shopping cart full of stuff. I bought so many books. So the lady says, well, I'll take you over here. So we said, no, we're, we're not in a hurry. We're good. 
And uh, she said, she said, okay. He said, nah, go. He turns around. He says, no, go check out. Like, I'm going to be here for a minute because he's talking. So I'm like, all right. So we get up there and I start unloading the cart and putting stuff up there. And the lady that's checking us out, she's like, oh, you got a lot of books. And I'm thinking, I don't see them as books. They're Bibles. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I had like six Bibles, six, seven Bibles. Right. And, uh, that's the first thing I thought of is like, yeah, they're not books. Like, right. So anyways, I'm thinking that and he, I guess he's watching and he, and he's like, son, what, who, who buys all these Bibles and books today? And I looked over at him and I say, yes, sir. And he's like, he's like, Mm, somebody God is working in your life or something. And I was like, yes, sir. And he's like, what do you, what do you do? Why are you buying so many, so many Bibles and books? And I said, I like, I like to read, uh, you know, so anyways, you know, I, I wasn't engaged in a lot of conversation with him. We get our stuff and we start to wheel out and he stops us at the door and he, and he starts to talk to me and he starts to talk to me about preaching. And you're going to, you know, he says, you're going to be a preacher someday. He says, you know, I, I was a preacher for 45 years here in Gainesville. You know, he starts to talk to me and I, I was very humbled because I wasn't worthy of anything that he thought about me. I said, I told him this. I said, if you knew my story, you wouldn't be having this conversation with me. <laughs> right. You know, like it, and I, and I said that to him and he said, he's, I forget what I told you that he said to me, he told, he said, it's not. And that's why I said that earlier. He said, it's not what you did. That's important. Uh, even the point where God brought you out of that, it's what you're going to do going forward for God. That's important. Yeah, absolutely. Cause none of that other stuff matters. Like it doesn't matter. Absolutely. It doesn't. And he, you know, and I was just like, you know, and he was a very, uh, Dr. Mayberry and he, he preached here in Gainesville for a long time. But when we left, I said, I told Ashley, man, I said, I said, that's another, that's, that was God. Like, that's not, we didn't run into that guy on luck or karma or whatever. That was just, that was a, that was God. That was just God saying, you know, I'm here and you're on the right track. Right. Don't deviate. Stay focused. You know, that guy was an encouragement to me and God knew I needed that encouragement to stay strong and not flutter in anything that I was doing because of where I'm headed. Right. That was the strength, right? That was, Ashley said, maybe I should go to that church. Yeah. You know, seriously, when we drove back, we, we looked for it. We were like, I don't think it's around anymore. I think when he left it, okay, whatever. But she was like, maybe I should go to that church because she's really been talking about how she would like to find a church for her and Lucas because she wants people, godly people to love on her. Yeah. Right. And, and it doesn't matter what type of church or where it's at, as long as they're preaching the word of God and they believe in the, the, the doctrines, the basic, you know, the basic principles and they'll love on you as godly people who cares yeah. what the name is on the front. Yeah. Right. Like, uh, this guy, I mean, that was just a God thing. And anyway, so I buy this book, right? I get this book. I wasn't going to look through them at all. Cause I, you know, I'm not going to be here very much longer. So these commentaries, I was just setting them up, you know, maybe if they're in their house, somebody will look at them, uh, that kind of deal. Hint, hint. So, <laughs> right. Anyways, I'm, 
I'm reading through Ephesians and I'm reading through and Ashley and I are doing this thing before I'm gone that we're going to try to read a couple chapters and talk about it at night. So I'm trying to get myself smart enough to be able to talk about it. So I'm going to read through this commentary. Right. So I open this page today before you get here and I start reading this thing, uh, this commentary on a couple of verses and it talks about sanctification. No. Yeah, I'm serious. Like, really? Because yesterday, it's kind of an important thing, huh? Yesterday, I was talking to you about a text that I got and doubt that I started to have about uh, somebody questioning leaving the church. Right. right. All this, all this conversation, yeah. Ashley and I've been having. I had it with you. How you know there was questions on whether we should have left and you know, and all this other stuff. And then I opened this up and I'm, and I'm not kidding you. That's why I was trying to find it. I bookmarked it, but I was trying to find it and it wasn't the context. It, it didn't even matter about the context. Right. When I was reading through it, it was Paul talking cause he was in prison. He wrote that uh, church in Ephesus and I was reading through here and this guy writes about sanctification. And I was like, I could have read anything else in this commentary. But that's where God pointed me to at the end of this travel of wherever this is going to be. He said, because yesterday I questioned whether or not all of this was for what Yeah, he says, yeah, you're good. Like that's, you know, these are the the small things you can, you can, you can stick whatever you want. And oh, the devil's trying to divide you. No, he's not. That's not the devil doesn't use God's word. to point things out, to reassure you and encourage you that you have been doing God's work. He doesn't do that. He doesn't want you doing God's work. Exactly. He ain't going to put sanctification in there. He'd put in there adultery or, you know, there'd be a postcard in here with playboy on it. Right. Like there's not going to use God's word to divide us. Yeah. He's going to use something like that from God's word. God will to bring us together. This is the chapter on unity in the Bible. Right. And it talks about sanctification. So, you know, it's interesting to me when you talk about God's presence and seeing God work in people's lives, you have got to be able to pull the, those things out as an encouragement, right? An encouragement. When you question being in God's will, or if you're doing God's work, I mean, I hope you're questioning. I hope you're asking yourself if you are doing God's work, but I questioned it yesterday and Ashley and I talked about it. And then I opened this this morning and I needed nothing else. I didn't, I didn't have to sit here and, you know, blast it or talk about it, but I say it because of this, there, there is no doubt in my mind that through this, through our friendship, our brotherhood of being saints together, believers together, that all of this was for God. There's no, there is zero question in my mind. Yeah. Did we do it all right? No, no, I don't individually, uh, Probably not. There's things we both struggled with and worked on. Yeah. But collectively, if I had to hit the stop button today on everything, uh, I don't have any questions, doubts, anything yeah. that happened. I mean, I couldn't. Right. <laughs> Could would you share? I know it's getting kind of lengthy, nah, but nah, share one more thing. Yeah. If you would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's about the what the preacher said about when you're called. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So, uh, the preacher, when we walked out of Haven hospice, he said, he said, uh, have do you, well, he said, he said, you're, he told me, he said, you're going to be a preacher. Uh, 
He said, you're already preaching the word of God by reading the word of God. He said, you have that, that need to feed, right? To feed yeah. off the word of God. He said, you're, he, and I said, no, nah, I don't, you know, I almost told him, I said, no, nah, I'm not qualified, <laughs> but I didn't, no, nah, I didn't, I didn't go there. I was just like, I said, man, I, I said, wow, I'm very humbled by your words, sir. And he, you know, when we were talking, we were sitting there talking. He said, he said, do you feel called? And I said, I said, no, not really. I said, you know, and I mean, I wasn't, I never, because I never gave a thought. Right. Like, who's going to use me? You know, they'd use me. I'm the dirty rag thing again, you know, like, and he said, he said, then you are going to preach. He said, because the people that are called to preach who say they're called to preach, they're not called to preach. He said, they, he said, the people that truly are called to preach are conflicted about it. Yeah. He said, those are the people. He said, if you're going to stand up there and say, Oh, I've been called to preach. And the, and this guy, man, he was, he had, you know, he's an older gentleman. He's, did 45 years at a church. He said, those, those people that say they're called to preach, they ain't called to preach. They're not called. They don't even know what they're called to do. He said, yeah. he said, but now if you're conflicted about it, yeah, you are going to preach. He said, God will use you. Yeah. And I was just like, <laughs> and that was the comment I made to you when you told me that was, yeah. Yeah. man, how much stuff did you and I go through and yeah. when we started this, you know, we were like, should we, shouldn't we, are we supposed to, or are we not supposed to, I mean, it was such a conflict. It was huge. Yeah, absolutely. For months. And it, and you know, the most, a lot of the troubling part through a lot of that was I didn't, I didn't even know what was going on with my Kate. Like, I didn't know I was going to be here the next week. Yeah. I'll tell you all the time. I have no, I, we don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> this like, might be our last episode. Yeah. We did that for over a year. Our first <laughs> right. might be our last. Like yeah. we really like, there wasn't like this laid back calmness, but I'll tell you when you start to recognize God for what he is in your life, there is calmness. So uh, one of my favorite stories is when Jesus sends them out on the boat into the water. Right. And then later he comes and walks out there mm -hmm. and he tells Peter, right. To come out. Right. Uh, they're all freaked out first. You know, they're like, Oh, <laughs> right. what, what's this guy doing out here? Like, who is this? Right. Uh, and that, and one of my favorite parts about that is, you know, <laughs> as long as you put your eyes on God, as long as you put your eyes on Christ, there is a lot of peace and comfort, like a lot. Yeah. People, I know people look at that completely differently sometimes, but I'm telling you, it wasn't the fact that he called Peter out. It was the fact that he was present, that Christ was present because if Christ wasn't present at right. all during that, they still would have had the winds and the bad seas and, you know, they, they still would have been freaking out. But the fact that he was present, it wasn't the fact that he called Peter out there. That was one individual yeah. that he called out to walk out there. And even his faith was shaken. Yeah. So it was the fact that Jesus was present and that in the answer to his presence was him stopping the winds and making everything calm. Right. That was, that was, that was just him because they put their eyes on him and he was present. Right. Then he calmed everything. We have to get to the point where we recognize Christ is present. Yeah. Before we start asking for things to be fixed. Absolutely. Because what we, we end up 
thinking that we'll turn to him when we need things fixed, but we don't even recognize the fact that he's in our lives. Yeah. And that can be, you know, I don't, I don't take anything for granted. Now I look and I, and I see things like YouTube videos put in front of me to humble me, a guy I see outside of a, a store on a day my wife took off that she, she was going to surprise me. She didn't even, she wouldn't even take the day off. She just told me uh, the day before she's like, I took the day off. So I never would have been going to Haven. I wouldn't even have been over there uh, just to even see that. And to talk about a conversation that sparked afterwards was uh, could have been designed divine design. So, you know, it's people can look at it however they want. Um, you got to be able to see the presence of God in your life. If you're, if you're a believer, if you're a believer and you're reading and you're praying, uh, you know, you, and we know so many people, man, that we've talked to that have just such a fervor for the Lord. You have got to put, you have got to be able to see him in, in your life. Like you've got to see him working. Yeah. Or present, at least, at least present. Absolutely. If he's present, he's working. <laughs> yeah, right. Absolutely. Well, I love that story too, because Peter was fine yeah. as long as he kept his eyes on Jesus. That's right. That's right. As soon as he took his eyes off Jesus and he focused on something else, yeah, he looked at something else. Yep. He started to sink. Yep. That's so true for us. As long as yeah. we keep our eyes so on true. Jesus Christ, so true, dude. we are going to make it. Yeah. And, and and at the end of that, right? Like he did that and and Christ quieted everything. He yep. made it he made it fine. But he had to go through yeah. the coming out listening to what God wanted, Christ wanted for him. Yeah. He had to have his faith shaken. Yeah. Where he took his eyes off him. Then he had to put his eyes back on Christ. And once he did that, Jesus could have just walked out there and calmed everything. Yeah. He has the power. He could have done that. He didn't need Peter to come out to him. What do you need him to come out to him for? Not to perform the miracle. Yeah. He didn't need Peter for anything. Nope. He needed to show Peter that if you'll put your faith back on me and your eyes on me and trust in me, I can make this calm. I can calm all your fears. Absolutely. Uh, There's a lot, you know, a lot more to that. So. Anyways, that's it. And I wish I could find this thing in here. It really, I mean, it doesn't matter. It, I said it, it's in there. Somebody can find it if they want to find it. It's in this content. That's, that's great. <clears throat> Actually, I'm thankful you, you brought that up because I was like, whoa. Because <laughs> it's just like confirmation after confirmation after confirmation. Well, we haven't talked about sanctification in a while. And to see that come back up like that. I know. Because... A sermon I listened to the other day, I thought I was going to end this, but a sermon I listened to the other day, he, he said, you'll know you're in the will of God when you see things reoccurring from the, from the word of God. Yeah. It was Stanley. Stanley said, you'll know you're in the will of God when you see things reoccur in your life from the word of God. Yeah. That was one of the seven things he talked about. I said, Oh my gosh. I said, yeah, we see it all the time. Like I told Ashley, I said, Alan, I see that all the time. We'll think about something and boom, there it is. Boom, 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 boom. And we're like, we can't get away from this. Like I guess we're on the right track. Okay. Absolutely. You know, so it's like, that's how so many of our topics have came to be. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, discipleship yeah. was one of those that yeah. I would never in a million years thought during a time when I was going through, I never would have thought in a thousand years, I'm getting ready 
I don't know what's going to happen. I either there's going to be some trial and I get sentenced to whatever, or I, I sign a plea. I don't know what's going on in my life. My life is topsy turvy that you and I are going to put together a discipleship program. Yeah. Like I didn't even in a, in, in a good one. And you know why it's because God was in that. Yeah. It wasn't you and I trying to figure it out. We were, I mean, we were just letting God, <laughs> we'd still be working on it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, we were letting God, yeah use us for that. And we prayed all the time for that. And he did. Yeah. And he did use us. And I mean, it's just, there's so much God stuff, man. There's so much that people should really, they should turn, you know, if you're listening, you're probably, you're probably a believer. I'm going to, I'm going to hinge my, my, uh, my thoughts on if you're listening to this podcast, except for the knucklehead that listens, that probably isn't, uh, you know, you're probably a believer. And if you are, uh, start doing things, you know, out of desire to be closer to God. If you're not, if you're listening to this and you're not, Alan says it all the time, your soul is the most important thing. At the end of the life, your soul will either be tormented in hell for eternity, or it will be, man, it'll be in heaven where there'll be nothing bad. Yeah. It, and so you, you make that decision today. Uh, and I hate, I don't, you know, I hate to be like, cause there's so, Ray comfort has such finesse when he talks to people right. about their salvation. And I'm like, listen, choose heaven or hell because that's just the way it is at the end. Like, uh, if you don't know Jesus Christ, I would love either one of us would love to tell you about him or just go to our website and you can look at it and, and make your decision for yourself, uh, or read some of the gospel of Jesus Christ and look at who Jesus is from the word of God in the Bible. Uh, But come to know him. And I, and I promise you, uh, I promise you one thing, you'll spend eternity in heaven. Yeah. um, And you'll get to know one of the greatest, greatest things that you'll ever know in your entire life will be coming to know God. Absolutely. There's nothing else you could know. That's even greater. Nothing. No. I don't even know how to even make that even more appealing. There's nothing in your life that'll be better. Exactly. <laughs> there isn't. No. You just got to have that experience. That, that experience will. Or you can continue living for yourself and see yeah. how that works out. Well, I did it for 50 <laughs> right. you know, or 49 right. years. <laughs> yeah, it didn't work too. out so well. So. <laughs> no. And yeah. we both knew better. And yeah. we were just like, yeah, whatever. So. Yeah. All right. Mm. Cool, man. So you ready? I think that's it. I mean, that's the end. That might be the last of it, but absolutely. So this may be our last episode. Yeah. I just want to tell you, man, I'm proud of you and I love you. Thanks buddy. I love you too. I'm thankful for our fellowship. I am very thankful, man. I couldn't, I couldn't, I can't even imagine uh, as much crap. If I've talked about you behind your back, (laughs) no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) It doesn't even matter, brother. (laughs) No, I just couldn't imagine Uh, where, where I would, would, I mean, the topics that we studied, the conversations we've had. I mean, the, you think these podcasts are long? You should have heard some of our conversations we've had on the phone or, or just several times a day. That first one in your garage was three hours long. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, we still have those kind of conversations. And they were like, where did the time go? What? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah I'll tell my wife all the time. Yeah. I was on the phone with Alan today for over an hour. She's like, oh, you too. 
<laughs> I said, don't be jelly. Like you just don't have that person in your life right now. That's it. But there will be. So yeah. just keep searching. Yeah, absolutely. So cool, man. All right. Well, I mean, I hope you don't sink the ship. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying not to. Nah, so, you'll be fun. Yeah, I got some good topics coming up. But yeah. anyway, guys, enjoy your day. It's been yeah. a pleasure. Yeah, and for sure. um just pray that you got something from this. Yeah. And uh, you know, don't be a stranger. Reach out to Alan. Uh make sure you keep uh keep plugging along for Christ. I mean, that's what we're here for. So encourage him and uh, he'll be fine. I got no worries, man. See you guys. Goodbye. So that's it for this episode. We're glad you listened and hope you'll come back. Visit www.graceworks.net to listen to past episodes, read our daily devotions, or provide feedback. If you'd like to be a guest on our show, send us a message through Instagram, Facebook, or our website. And if these episodes have been an encouragement to you in any way, please share them. Have a blessed day.